こんにちは小林若菜ですお聞きの朝のラジオショーはサックビルニューブランズウィック CHMA106.9FM です Hello and welcome to Tanchamar Report on CHMA106.9FM and CHMAFM.com We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick the heart of the Maritimes on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people I'm Erica Butler It's Friday, June 2nd on today's show Is it going to be the province that cleans it up? Is it going to be the town of Tantamar that cleans it up? Or is it just sit here for another 20, 30, 40 years? We take a walk down a woods road in rural Tantamar where thousands of tires are left to rot in the woods. Tantamar resident Carrie Simpson is calling for action on cleaning up the site. We'll have more on that right after some news and information briefs. The Rural Health Action Group Steering Committee met this week to talk health care in the region. Former Sackville mayors Pat Estabrooks and John Hyam will continue as co chairs of the group. And the roughly dozen members include representatives from Tanchamar and Strait Shores. A report from the group says, in view of the importance of the topic to all residents of the area, Rural Health Action Group communications will focus especially on public education concerning current issues and progressive ideas in health care. And on providing up to date reports to be shared with municipal councils, community organizations, and other stakeholders. The report also said recent primary care losses in Sackville and the ongoing reduced hours in Sackville's emergency department will stimulate constructive exploration of interim primary care services and alternative health care models, such as community clinics. The steering committee next meets on June 15th. Meetings are not open to the public. Tanchamar's brand development project is underway, and the municipality is inviting input about what makes Tanchamar meaningful. An announcement from the town says the brand is more than just a logo and tagline, rather, a set of tools that will communicate a set of values and establish a distinctive identity for the town. It goes on to say that the process starts with establishing a concept that gives Tanchamar's citizens a sense of pride in place and respects our distinct communities, histories, and identities. The town is hosting a series of in person sessions in Sackville, Dorchester, and Aulac on June 17th and 20th. And residents or visitors are also invited to complete an online survey at takepartantramar.ca. The survey is designed to take 10 minutes to complete and is available until June 30th, 2023. Now, for today's main story. When Tanchamar Council started discussing its new dangerous and unsightly premises bylaw, which it passed in May, Carrie Simpson was paying attention. Simpson has long been bothered by a number of sites in the new municipality where she hikes and walks with her daughter's dog, sites that feature loads of garbage or discarded items, which Simpson feels are unsightly and environmentally dangerous. Often these sites are on private land, and Simpson wonders how, if ever, they will get cleaned up. CHMA took a walk with Simpson just off the Cape Road outside of Dorchester to see one such dump site where thousands of tires were strewn throughout the woods, spread out and overgrown with brush. Like, there's that huge pile right there. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, when I said, like, there was, like, it doesn't look like a lot, but when you start counting them one by one, like, there's thousands. There's got to be. Did someone pass away and there's just, it doesn't belong to anyone now? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what happens when, if that happens?、Mm-hmm. Is it going to be the province that cleans it up? Is it going to be the town of Tantramar that cleans it up? Or is it just sit here for another 20, 30, 40 years? I don't know what、mm-hmm. kind of damage tires do to 
the earth, but this is that's what it looks like the whole way down. Just little mounds of tires. And this gets fairly dry, so I just worry that one day you're going to have a lightning storm, you're going to have just a piece of glass that hits the sun the wrong way, and there it goes. Mm. It's gone. So, yeah, the fire the fire concern is, is a big one, and also just whatever other kind of environmental impact. Environmental impact. There is a beaver dam just right down, I believe, at the bottom of this hill. And I, I just wonder what kind of impact that has on them or anything, moose, deer. You know, we, we started talking a bit about, like, possible solutions. You're, you're kind of, you're not sure. Is it going to be the province? Is it going to be the municipality? I mean, do you have an ideal version of how of how this would be addressed uh depends on the situation if it i mean we have to do our research and we could look at it as a case-by-case basis so if there is mental illness behind it what have you then of course that needs more of a community effort than an enforcement and if it's just someone blatantly refuses to pick it up then that to me is an enforcement to force them to pick it up or suffer the fines Mm-hmm. But I'm all for working with people as well. When dump sites like the one Carrie Simpson discovered are left to fester, it's bad news for the environment, says Sam Rogers, habitat restoration and monitoring worker with Fort Folly Habitat Recovery. Rogers has been helping organize dump site cleanups with funding from the province's Environmental Trust Fund. In the past two years, Fort Folly Habitat Recovery has collected 15 tons of garbage from roughly 15 different sites. And they will be back at it again this year. Rogers says things like tires can cause problems for nearby waterways and wildlife. While it takes a long time for these to break down, they do. And they release the chemicals that they're comprised of into the soil and again into the water. And they just create a concoction of problems. A lot of the time we find appliances and many things that they do leak leak chemicals and and we've seen leakages as well like we've come across what looks like oil changes or other things and people just leave the the bottles out to release chemicals wherever they are into the environment. Some of the sites that Rogers and the Fort Folly team have helped clean up are historical dumps like the tire graveyard Simpson found but some are also still active with people for some reason choosing to dispose of their detritus in the woods. Um, I would say a lot, a lot of the sites we come across are, I, I hate to say it, maybe laziness. It's a lot of, of household garbage, sometimes even bagged, that's just left in the ditches and they've been torn into by wildlife or children's toys or like a few times it's obvious that there was construction that had happened and someone had dumped like their old boards and, and nails and shingles or whatever else and there's also been times we've seen closer to the First Nation, maybe sites that were used to dump um, university dorm room supplies where you can see that there's books and and snacks and other items that would be indicative of that. Rogers says she's not sure whether the 15 sites that she and Fort Folly Habitat Recovery have cleaned up are the tip of the iceberg or not. It's hard to say if you make a dent. I I know like we clean up a lot and we get tons of waste that come out of those areas, but then you return next year and there's, there's more. And there's, there are even signs in those areas for no dumping. And I know that um, they are patrolled to a degree, but 
it's such a large problem and there's so many ways around it that it, it remains an issue within communities that is difficult to address if you don't have the resources. Fort Folly Habitat Recovery and other organizations like the Petty Kodiak Watershed Alliance have been funding cleanups through small grants from the province's Environmental Trust Fund. One new project funded this year from the same fund could help paint a picture of just how big the problem is. Eco360, the service of the Southeast Regional Service Commission responsible for disposing of all the waste collected in the Southeast, has received a $30,000 grant to put towards helping communities identify and clean up illegal dump sites. Director Sebastian Holtberg says the first phase of the project is to expand the Eco360 app to allow for people like Carrie Simpson to easily report dump sites. What we hope is that you'll be able to snap a photo, get the coordinates, and it will all happen automatically, and we will build a database. Um, so that's the first portion of this project. And once we have the data of where these dump sites better exist, um, then we can look at uh, how, how we can help. Heltberg says Eco360 already has one service in place to help communities tackle dump sites, the Eco360 cleanup trailer. Uh, so it's a it's a trailer that community groups can can uh, uh, sort of lease for free. Uh, we supply it, uh, and in this trailer, there is all the tools and uh, protective equipment that you would need uh, and the supplies to help clean up one of these uh, sites. So that's something that we we already have, and that we're looking at sort of uh, tackling or joining uh, with this project. And then, of course, there is also we will be working with the Department of Environment and local government on this um, to help uh, share the data that we get with them so that they get a better uh, better picture of what, what it looks like as well. Most of the dump sites identified and cleaned up by Fort Folly Habitat Recovery are on public land. Dumping grounds on private land add an extra layer of difficulty in that there's the permission of the property owner to be had and also their potential responsibility in the matter. Carrie Simpson thinks the new town of Tantramar can play a role in helping facilitate the cleanup of new and historic dump sites across the new municipality, even if they are on private land. Her plea to councillors at their May meeting just before they approved the town's new dangerous and unsightly premises bylaw was use it. We write these bylaws for the people who are going to follow them. And we hope that the other 10% or the other 5% fall in line. I think we need to start looking after the 10 and the 5% instead of relying on the 90% that follow them and start writing these bylaws for everybody. So, I mean, someone told me once that a locked door is it's only for pe- people you can trust or trusting people. So... It's the same thing. You write a bylaw and hopefully people that people follow it. But what do we do when people don't follow it? We say that we don't have enough bylaw officers or we don't have enough employees. Well, then if you can't support the bylaw, then don't write it. Ultimately, Simpson thinks that enforcement needs to be accompanied by possible support for facilitating cleanups. And I appreciate the fact that it probably started years ago and when we weren't so concerned about the environment but now it's starting we know we have more education on the environment and we should be doing everything we can to clean it up and ensure that our trees and our land and our our animals are going to be here you know 20 years from now it's such a beautiful area that i'd hate to see a a huge devastation at 
something that we know is here and we can do something about. So at this point, it becomes our responsibility. That's Tanchamar resident Carrie Simpson. That's it for Tanchamar Report for this Friday, June 2nd. Thanks to the local donors who support the station and the local journalism initiative for funding local news reporting throughout Canada. You can get in touch with CHMA News anytime at news at chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening. Special weather is taking in effect. Unseasonably warm weather continues. Time span today, maximum temperature near 33. Locations, most of New Brunswick, excluding the Fundy Coast. While conditions are not expected to reach formal heat warning criteria, these temperatures are especially warm for this early in the season. Forecasted highs will be 10 to 12 degrees above normal values. Conditions will improve tonight with the passage of a cold front. Reduce your risk. Schedule outdoor activities during the coolest parts of the day. Please contain the monitor alerts and forecasts issued by Environment Canada. To report severe weather, send an email to nbstorm at easy.gc.ca or tweet reports using hashtag NB Storm. The Shiretown Festival in Dorchester is coming soon. Mark your calendars from June 15th to the 18th so you can celebrate the citizen of the year, shop till you drop at the community yard sale with vendors, wave to the floats at the Wild West theme parade, and check out the classic car show in Village Square. For more information, contact the Village Square Takeout at 506-379-9003 or email squaretakeout at hotmail.com. The Town of Tantramar Kids Summer Programs registration is now open. Enjoy programs such as Trailblazers Camp, Multisport, Basketball, Crafty Creations, Junior Einstein, Kids in Motion, Run Club, and so many more. For the full online summer activities guide and registration, visit sackville.com slash programs. Welcome back, welcome back, and good morning, Sackville, good morning. You're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. I'm your host, Craig, coming in at uh, 9.15. It's currently 9.15. We have 45 minutes um, to the show. Um, yeah, it's until 10. You catch me until 10, and then Nana shows up at 10 to 11. From 11, we have Tessa Carroll coming up. Uh, from 11 to 1, and then at 2, we have Amelia Hurst coming in from 2 to 4. So, yes, that's that's our lineup there. That's our lineup, and we hope you enjoy. But I just want to jump in and jump in and just give you a quick rundown on how, you know, uh, on what is happening. Like, what is happening in our city what's what or what's happening in our community sorry yeah so we have the owens gallery uh 
opening reception. So the Owens will be holding a show opening reception and barbecue for the exhibition falling through our fingers on Friday today. Today. Friday is today, June second. From five to seven PM. This exhibition represents a group of six contemporary artists that consider the complexities of preservation and the possibilities of archives falling through our fingers can be appreciated from June 3rd to September 17th at 61 York Street, York Street in Sackville. For more information, visit owensartgallery.com or call 506-364-2574. That's 506-364-2574. And uh, we, have, we have a lot. We have a lot coming up. So we have, we have the Willow Farm in Middleton, New Brunswick, uh, which will be having a grand opening of their farm stand on Saturday, June 10th. That's next week. From 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., visit their new South Surf Farm stand. Browse seedlings and plants for your gardens. Take a tour of the farm and enjoy a barbecue with friends and neighbors. It's a beautiful time of the year for a weekend drive, so be sure to stop by 4659 Route 106 in Milton as part of your summer outings. For more details and a map, of the location visit willowfarmnb.ca that's willowfarmnb.ca so yes that's that's just you know just a bit a bit of what is happening i'm just gonna be updating you as the show goes on and yeah i have a song coming up it's never in my wildest dreams by then you back I think that's how you pronounce it but yeah then you back by never in my wildest dreams Never in my wildest dreams Would I be loving you Never in my wildest dreams dreams come true You're just too good to touch I can't discuss it much I get too choked up Don't wanna make a scene Never in my wildest dreams
Hey, good morning. Hi, everyone. My name is David from the Corner Drugstore, and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Hey, this is Hannah, and you're tuned into The Morning Show, only on CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick, the voice of the marshes.
Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. That was Hymn to Freedom by Oscar Peterson Trio. And before that, we had A Star Still, a Stars Still Dying by Clear Anes. And that was 